This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. Do you ever pray with your eyes open? I was just, as I was praying over that water, I was praying and and I opened my eyes and Savannah, oh my goodness, you have a precious daughter. She was looking with rapt attention and then she smiled and it was like the delight of God just flowing. What a gift. Thanks for bringing her today and for sharing her life with us. I hope you've had a great Thanksgiving. Now we're moving into the season of Advent, where we begin to make preparations for Christmas. And I don't know if, if the things happened at your house like they did at mine, but yesterday our kids started pulling stuff out of closets and everywhere, you know, to, to make ready for Christmas. Uh, one of my sons loves Christmas music, and so the house was filled. At, he took every opportunity he could to turn all of the sound stereo stuff to the highest measure so we could make sure that it's time to get ready for Christmas. He's that excited about it. Uh, as, as we get ready for Christmas... One of the things we're going to do in, in our time together is we're going to look at the, beginning op- at the beginning of the Gospel of John, the opening pages of John, where John wants to share with us who Jesus is. When I was a, a kid in going through, through uh, elementary and high school, uh, I had a lot of, of book reports assigned to me. I confessed recently to my mother that, that I didn't read any of the books that I wrote on in that in that time. And she, she asked me, she said, how in the world did you ever then complete a book report? I said, well, mom, I went to the, to the library, pulled a book off the shelf, turned it over, read the back, and then I wrote from there. Um, I don't know if any of you did the same. Some of you are really compliant people and you would never think of doing that. But um, that was my experience, my exposure to reading when I was, when I was really young. I realized as I was Looking into this, digging into, into what John wants to, to tell us about Jesus, is that John um, did my formula in reverse. John almost, he, he, does an, he pulls an author trick on us, thinking that we might only read just a little bit about what he's going to say. He gives us as much as he can in this short um, short few 18 verses that we call the prologue, the introduction, he takes this brief moment to tell us so much about Jesus and to invite the hearer, you and me, and everybody who's heard this tale since, to invite us into the place where we follow Christ, we, we love Christ, we walk in the ways of Christ. And so this morning, we're going to look at the first three verses where John tells us about Jesus from a, a, from a very different perspective than we might expect as we come into the Christmas season. We heard the words um, there on the screen and we saw them on the screen. I want to read them just one more time and from a little different translation, but just to, to set us up. Here they are. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. 
and without him was not anything made that was made. Let's start first with that picture of Christ about in the beginning was the word and the word already existed. When people originally heard John's um, story, when he, when he sent that off and people read it, there were a couple of different people who could have taken it up and read it and heard it. Some of the people who heard it were the people who had followed in the way of Abraham. They were, they were Jewish folks. When they heard John begin talking about in the beginning was the word, in their minds, there was another story that began to, to play out, to play itself out in their mind. It was a story of creation. Genesis 1 opens up, in the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth, right? When John says, in the beginning, there's a, a parallel. And people in, in our world and in, in John's world, they notice parallels. In the beginning. But then John does something interesting when he with his next few words, because he says, in the beginning was the word. Actually, the word existed before the beginning. Now, the word, um, the idea of, of the word, was important to those who listened to John in, the, in, the, in, his, uh, in his own time, because the word for them was something that came from God, something that emanated out from God. When um, the psalmist in Psalm 33 says, that when God spoke his word, the stars came into being, the stars in the heavens. The psalmist seemed to think that from the word of God came all of creation that we see. And then Isaiah, a prophet Isaiah, said uh, he did a comparison between the word of God and, and the flowers of the field. Now, if many of you have been out walking around your house, you've probably noticed that your flowers are not looking today like they looked back in the summertime. They've changed dramatically. And we all know that we plant flowers and then we watch flowers grow and they bloom and then they die. They're there for a season. But Isaiah, the prophet, said the word of God isn't like that. The word of God is something that stands firm and stands fast. The word of God is forever. So when John's story about Jesus begins to unfold, the people who initially hear it are people who begin to think about the story of creation and they begin to think about how God's word is strong and firm. But John wants to say something more. He wants to go beyond those stories because he wants to say this about who Jesus is. That Jesus is somebody who wasn't just at creation, but Jesus is somebody who was in the time and space with God before creation ever began. Jesus was in that time and space. He was with God way before creation began, way before what we see, what we know, what we experience ever took place. Jesus was in that space. Now, there were another group of people who would have been listening to, to John and hearing John's stories. Th these were people who had uh, what we might call a naturalistic understanding of the world, or they were people who, who had a, a number of different gods in their pantheon of, of spiritual reality. In many ways, they were like us. We live in a very spiritual world. We're not necessarily living in a world that has clear definition of what we expect about spirituality or what we expect about God. And in, in that world, John used the Greek term that they would have been reading, that they would have understood, where he said the logos. In the beginning was the logos. And the logos for them was like the mind. When, um, when some people talk, in fact, 
heard it recently. I, I can't tell you what movie I've heard him, but in, in a movie they talked about how the mind is the thing. If we can't put our fingers on how the world came into being, there's a thought that there was at least a mind that was, that was putting creation into being. And John said, that Logos has a name, and I'm going to tell you who that person is, who the Logos is, because the Logos came into this world. And the Logos can be known, the Logos can be seen, the Logos can be understood. The Logos doesn't have to be something that's simply silent, but the Logos speaks, and Logos is with us. And so John says, to, to people in a couple different places spiritually and in their own understanding, he says, I want to tell you about somebody named Jesus, but before we get to unpacking all of who Jesus is, I have to tell you that Jesus was before time ever began. Now, when you hear about Jesus, you may have an image that pops up in your mind, uh, maybe a favorite image about who Christ is to you, who Jesus is to you. At this time of the year, it's hard to not see pictures or hear images, hear descriptions of Jesus as a baby born in a manger in Bethlehem, right? That, that may be an image or an image like that. You might have that uh, understanding of who Jesus is. Or you may have an understanding of Jesus as a teacher, somebody who shaped history, somebody who taught, uh, taught the world a great deal about how we can, can interact with one another. You might have a picture, picture of Jesus like this as a teacher. Or you might have a picture of Jesus as somebody who is on the cross because you've seen that kind of image a lot in your life. All of those images are true of Jesus. In fact, a number of those images are true of each and every one of us, right? We were all born, we were all babies. Many of us in this room have all grown and we're all adults. Most of us have all endured some kind of suffering, maybe not the suffering of a cross, but there are people today in this world who endure the suffering of a cross. But what's unique about Jesus? John says he's somebody who is who is with God. He is God. He's a part of God. He was way in the beginning. There are some people who, who read these words and they begin to think about the cosmic Christ. And we've got a picture of that too, right? Like Jesus behind all the stars. And John would say, cool picture, cool graphics, awesome. But just know this, that before you could even begin to imagine the stars, Jesus was. Jesus was, and he is. So then John puts that out there, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then he says, and he was with God in the beginning. He says that line a couple different times. He was with God in the beginning. So John is, is beginning to challenge how people view God, how they understand God from different perspectives. And we all have different perspectives that we bring to the table, right? And so how do you understand God? What would you describe to somebody else who wanted your understanding, your take on God, what God is like? You might describe God as powerful. You might describe God as just. You might describe God as somebody who's full of mercy. One of the ways in which John says or describes God in this second verse, this first and second verse, is to say that God is relational. The idea of with, that, the, that um, the word can be with God. 
There's a witness, a relationship being expressed about the very nature of who God is. That the very heart of God, there are at least two persons. Two identifiable, distinguishable, and yet persons who, who share of the same heart, who share of the same mind, who share of the same being in the same presence. In one way, you could think of it like this. God is somebody who can have a conversation with God. And when God has a conversation with God, he's not simply talking into the air, and he's not simply talking to himself, having it being reflected to himself. But God is somebody who can have a conversation. Later on, Jesus uh, will talk about how uh, there are these persons within the Trinity, what we have come to know as the Trinity. There's the Father and the Son and the Spirit. And he describes himself as the son and he says, everything that I'm saying to you and sharing with you, I've heard said from the father. There is this um, sense of compassion and mercy and care and love of the deepest kind, love within the very heart and the very nature of God. Relationship. Friday. I don't know if many of you went shopping Friday or went out in, into the mall or some place where you could do that. Friday evening, we decided, Anna and, and my girls and I, we decided to go to the mall. Kind of a weird place to go if, if you uh, don't like that kind of thing, and I don't, but we went there any, anyways. And, and Anna had some ideas about what she wanted to go after, and I just liked the idea of people watching. So I watched people. I watched people going. And a lot of people had ideas where they were headed to. And they were off on their, on their uh, adventure. And then there were other people who were by themselves. And they were just kind of wandering, meandering. Almost reflecting a sense of lostness, if you will. Like they don't know where they're going. Except I don't, I don't know if I read this Maybe I'm reading this wrongly, but I almost had the read that there was a real sense of loneliness. Like they were at this place of where there were a lot of people because the last place they wanted to be was all alone. My friends, one of the things that we know is that as we go into the season of, of Christmas, we come out of Thanksgiving into the season of Christmas, and then on in through, February, you know, through Valentine's Day even, is that there will be a lot of people who say uh, the, one, the one descriptive word they could describe of their life is that it's lonely. And loneliness seems to stick closer than a brother. And I, I can't say I know exactly what to do about loneliness, but I can say this about its reality. That loneliness is a marker that says to us, that speaks almost like a megaphone that says to us, you and I, we are made to be in relationship with other people. We may not be there, but we're made to be in relationship. We are made to have people who love us and that we love. And love that doesn't take advantage of one another, but love that is a conversing kind of love. Love that is a caring love. Love that builds other people up. We're made that way because that's the kind of love, that's the kind of conversation that God has with, with the word. Where the father and son are together and they are playing back and forth with words and with joy. I love one of the things I love about one of the ministries we have here at Schweitzer that is just a gift to our community is, is our parish visitors. 
because our parish visitors are people who go out to people who can't get out of their homes like they used to be able to. And many of their days are spent simply by themselves. Maybe somebody else comes and goes. But at least once a month, somebody from Schweitzer comes and they sit and they listen and they care. I had somebody after the last service come up to me. She said, the person that I visit on a frequent basis just passed away. And she said, on my last visit, it was like she knew this was our last. And she hugged me like she'd never hugged me before. She said it was a gift, a gift to me, not simply to her, but a gift to me to be in relationship. Now, if, if you're looking for something to do, there's always folks who can be visited. And you can uh, talk with Pastor Jim about being a part of the parish visiting team. But my guess is, is that there are people that you work with, people that you run into, people in your walk of life, that if you just step back for a moment or quiet for a moment, you could probably observe that there are people in your life that are very lonely. And they show it in some form or fashion. Let me encourage you. In this season when everybody's running hard and they're running fast and they're making plans, let me encourage you to come alongside somebody who's lonely and be present. The best present you can give to somebody is your presence, that sense of relationship, that you care, that you see. Because the word and God. You see, they dwell together. They're present to one another. They love one another. Verse 3, John talks about, writes about how the word became, or not the word became flesh, that's later, but he talks about how everything that was created was created by him, the word. A couple of months ago, I was privileged to take a, take a flight to, um, to New Jersey and back to go to a conference. And on the way back from the conference, all of my bags had been put on the plane. And so I had nothing to read, not one thing. And I had a single seat, so nobody to talk to, right? And so I kept the window open on the plane and I just looked out the window. And in some places where we traveled over, the clouds were were thin as a veil, thin as a sheet. You know, you could almost see the ground beneath them. And then in other places, the clouds, they stretched all the way from what you could see down below. They stretched, I don't know, to 60,000 feet, 75,000. I don't know how far up. They were huge and ginormous. We'd fly through some of those clouds, and then off in the distance, you'd see another plane flying across your own path. I began to wonder, is that safe to have planes crossing up there in the sky? <laughs> I'm like, is that? But it's cool, right? I mean, it's cool. And I don't know. I just, my mind was just st stuck in awe and wonder that we were in this tin can flying through the air. Engineers, I know some of you in here are engineers, and you, you know how that happens. You can describe it, and there's, there's all kinds of reasons behind it, and that's awesome. But it is, it is awesome when you're there. And John says, everything that was made was made by him. 
the things that you, you wonder at, the things that you are st- struck by in awe, whether it's the clouds up in the sky or if it's a little flower on the ground or if it's a bee that flies around in your house and you don't want it there, but you're still in awe that it can fly. John says everything that we see was made by him. Jesus, when he's talking with Nicodemus, will say not only does God care about what he made, some, not only did he make it, but he loves it. Jesus said to this guy Nicodemus that God so loved the world that he gave his son that the world might be saved. You see, God, um, God knows something that you know. There are moments in, in times when you know that the world is not as it should be or the world isn't as you wished it was. The world seems a little bit less than perfect. And God knows that. God knows that it isn't always as it should be where you wish it was. But God loves this place so much that he sent his son to do something about it, to bring about a healing and a restoration. A couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was a week ago, I went to see the new Marvel film. Um, That's what it is, Doctor Strange. And in the theater, before you ever see the, the film, you know, you've got to sit, about, sit through about 20 minutes of, of upcoming films, right? So we were sitting there waiting for the film to start, and here were all these previews coming up in front of us. And preview after preview after preview. I began to, to see a theme that was, pre, that was predominant throughout all of those previews. And the theme was this. The world is a scary place, or the world is someplace that, that needs to be escaped from because the world is coming apart. And so we need to look for other places where civilization can, can exist and survive. And so we need to look for places in outer space or maybe even beyond outer space. The world, as most filmmakers view it, is a pretty dim and dark place to be. Now, maybe that's why people go to movies, to escape the reality in which they live at the moment. Or maybe people who make movies are telling us a story about what they really think about the state of this world in which we live. You see, I think people who tell stories tell us something about what's really deep and meaningful in the stories that they say. And John, in telling us the story about who Jesus is, he says, Jesus is somebody who loves this world, who cares for this world, who sees that this world is valuable and wants to save and redeem this world. Jesus is somebody who upholds this world. And you know, when your own world seems to be falling apart, how is it that you still have the strength to keep moving on? Jesus is somebody who upholds this world. In a moment, we're gonna see a video about an Advent candle. The Advent candle that we're lighting today is the candle of hope. And hope is a word that can be found in a lot of different places. But the writers of Scripture would tell us this, that hope isn't something that is just a something, uh, an aspiration or a desire that is found within us that rises up within us. 
No, they would say to us this, that hope has a sure foundation, a place from which it comes. Hope in the life in which we live right now is found in the reality that in the beginning, the word was with God. And the word was God. And the word was with God in the beginning. And the word created all that is. And in that reality, my friends, you and I are invited to place our hope and to have hope in the person of Jesus. Let's see that Advent. 